This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Whistling inside with a two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. 75 yards by Monty Williams. Uh, I always do that. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Happy Valentine's Day, Great Lakes Bay region. Ben Bosher, John Vicari here in the Blazy Electric studio. You're listening to the payoff. Michigan State will tip off against Penn State at 630. We'll have that right here for you on 100.9 uh, The Mitts. This is going to serve as a little bit of a, a pregame show for that. But before we get into Michigan State, I just have to say, first of all, happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day, buddy boy. Uh, My Valentine's Day started last night when I had to watch Connor McDavid and LeBron James simultaneously just undress Detroit teams. Red Wings, Pistons just get exposed by some of the best guys in the league. That was fun. Not really. I was a little nervous about your phrasing there, but uh, undress was a little more tame than I thought. Well, thank goodness. PG show today for everybody listening. As always. Uh, Yeah, that that was brutal. It's like they tag teamed us and just put the city of Detroit right into the dirt. That was a tough, tough night. Wouldn't have used that phraseology either, but all right. What was I even, saw the Dudley Boy uh, gift, though. That was pretty funny. That's on your what it felt like. It was I, I had the, the two TV setup going, and on one TV, the Pistons are getting murdered. And <laughs> oh on, on one TV, the Red Wings are just getting danced around, slapped silly by Connor McDavid. Six assists last night. <laughs> Six assists. Literally did a dance move around... Mo Sider, and somehow they still scored. Did you, did you did a thought occur to you? Maybe he's a better athlete than Mahomes. No, never. Ah, uh, <laughs> the only thing worse than that. Okay, was I happened to see the score of the Michigan game, to which I will fully admit, not watching those anymore. That's a clown car on fire, driving off a cliff. But what was even crazier than Michigan losing tw- by 29 points, giving up 97 to Illinois? Nothing crazy about that. But what Juwan Howard have to say after the game, what this guy had the audacity to tell the media members that were there after the game. I mean, it's mind-blowing. I'll just let you take a listen. Juwan, I know you're... You're familiar with Terrence Shannon. What was stood out? Very familiar with Terrence Shannon. You're welcome. Would you ever done that? What stood out about him today? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know, Terrence Shannon is a guy who I recruited who committed to the University of Michigan, as you all are very aware of. And uh, you're welcome. He's played extremely well since he's been here. And I'm so proud of him. Uh, what? Where, I don't even know where to start with this quote. It, it has so many layers to it. Do we want to start with the fact that he's proud of this guy who was suspended the first six games of the season in Big Ten play for reasons that we will not discuss on the air? Or do we want to talk about the fact that he's telling Illinois people, telling Michigan media man, uh, people who are at the press conference to thank him for what? For 
bringing in Terrence Shannon to for a visit? Like, what are you what are you talking about, dude? You're three and eleven in the Big Ten. You're fresh off a twenty nine point loss. You give up eighty points per game, and you're sitting there laughing out of touch with reality, saying, "Yeah, you're welcome." I guess Illinois fans, you know what they, you know, now that I think about it, they should thank him, John. They should thank him for completely and utterly destroying the Michigan basketball program and Michigan no longer being a threat to Illinois or anyone else in the Big Ten for that matter. You're on track to have your worst season since 1982. Michael Jordan was a freshman at North Carolina in 1982. 40 Years, and this is the worst season Michigan basketball has ever had. And there is no one else to blame but Jawan Howard. And he is sitting there after the game, just making a fool of himself. I don't even know what to make it. Does he want to be fired? You just lost by 30 points and you're telling everyone at the press conference, you should be thanking me right now? For what? John, help me make sense of this. What is he? Th- what is this man talking about? He's got a uh, not a lot to say in reality. Honestly, I mean, what is what? What does he say in that moment? He's asked by the media about a guy. Hey, what are your thoughts on the guy that you couldn't fully cement to stay with your program and just did whatever he wanted to you tonight? And it's like, well, you're welcome for letting him go, or yeah. you're welcome for letting me let him go. He did he let him go, or did Terrence? Terrence, did well, he just decide to leave? Is he is he trying to say you should be thanking me for being a terrible coach and not being able to recruit guys hey, and get them to commit? I don't know the whole recruitment process with him, but maybe it was, oh, he, Michigan gave him an offer. All the other Big Ten schools looked at him, and then Illinois realized, man, we should probably, we should try and get this guy ourselves and did, but it just comes off. <laughs> it's, I mean, the proud one is a little tough too, just because again, th- that's a murky situation, but it's tough to associate that word with him just based on how the season has gone off the court for, for Shannon. But yeah, th- this is a guy who's just, I, I don't want to say lost it, but it just no it's tone deaf. Yeah. That's all. It's just no awareness. There's just no like, dude, you're on the hot seat. The athletic director had to stand by you today in a statement. Everyone's calling for your job, and you're taking umbra- or not umbrage, but you're taking like solace in the fact that like, oh yeah, I was the first to know about him. Cool. Like, like cool, cool man. Like, like hey Ben, I, you know, especially on Valentine's Day, I gave you the the social media for this girl, right? Yeah, thank <laughs> me. Like, w- what? Great, you discovered someone. Like that was also three years ago, yeah, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> get over it. Uh, it, it, it's 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 sad. Based on what y- you you talked about, Ward Manuel, the AD, standing up for Juwan Howard, which I guess I don't have too big of a problem with because he's made it clear he's not going to fire Juwan Howard in the middle of the season. His quote today was, it would be fair to say that I have not really thought about any changes at our men's basketball program at this time. That can't be true. Like, you have to be thinking about the future of this program. There's no way Ward Manuel's sitting there and saying, I haven't even gave it a thought, a second of thought that he could be gone as soon as this summer. It's getting so ugly. It feels like there is no one at Michigan, no one in the media, no one in part of the fan base that wants this guy to be the head coach this year. The Ward Manual might get get lucky and, and Juwan might just walk away from the situation completely. 
And I think everyone would be fine with that. And the most mind-boggling part about that quote was what he said after that. And I didn't even include it just because it, it, it starts to walk in such a blurred line when he says, I'm so proud of him. I started the season, uh, he started the season playing great basketball. And then when he took that break, he came back like he hadn't lost a step. And that's so hard to do. That's a direct quote. Like, man, do you not realize why he was gone? Do you not realize why he had to take a six game suspension? Why he's not even, I don't even think, allowed in the state of Kansas right now? Like, come on. We can't be sticking our necks out for people like that. And then he goes on to thank the staff of Illinois, essentially, and commending their support for the player throughout the process and the young man, and it's not easy what he's been through. It's not easy what the people around him have been through either, John. Sticking your neck out for someone like that is just bonkers to me. I don't know what the crazier part is about this this presser. The fact that he's sticking up for someone like that or that he's telling everyone at Illinois to thank him. It doesn't make sense. Hey, maybe he's trying to get a job as an assistant on their staff next year. (laughs) He ain't going to be coaching Ann Arbor anymore, I'll tell you that. (laughs) 989-837-6125. I'm not even going to ask the question, do you want Juwan Howard back? Because the answer is no. But does it does it blow your mind that he's saying things like this? Do you think he even wants to be the coach here anymore? Like the the audacity to interrupt that reporter and be like, "Yes, I actually do know him very well," and then to laugh it off in that really awkward moment of silence, and then he goes back and doubles down. Yeah, I, I know him well. I recruited him. I got him to commit to Michigan, and now he's playing great basketball here. So thank me for that. The only thing Illinois is thanking this guy for is completely destroying Michigan. We have nothing to be thankful for for Jawan Howard. It's been a mess for two years now, and it's at the point where it's so ugly, I'd be shocked if he returned as the Michigan head coach, despite what Ward Manuel saying. 989-837-6125. Michigan State's tipping off at 630. Listen. I, I'm i just going to say, I think Tom Izzo's holding this team back a little bit. They've got a secret weapon. They're refusing to use it. That's next on The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. 989-837-6125. I'm just going to come out flat and say it. I think Tom Izzo's holding this team back a little bit. They've got something on the bench that they refuse to use, and as of right now, this team is just not good enough to go on a March Madness run. I know they just beat Illinois, but you can't be losing to teams like Minnesota if you want to really consider yourself someone who's going to go on a deep run. You have a five-star recruit on the bench, your highest recruit of all time, Xavier Booker, and you just don't play him. Why? I don't know. Everyone seems to be, it's the million dollar question. Why is Xavier Booker not playing? Because the way other teams are starting to defend Carson Cooper, the way teams are starting to defend Matty Sissoko, the other big men on this team, 
is laughable. They've played 167 combined games. 167 times one of those guys has stepped on the floor. They have hit a combined zero threes. In fact, they haven't even attempted one. Booker, in 136 minutes, has made 10 of those threes. Is hitting at a 35% clip. This is someone who can change the way that defenses are playing against Michigan State. Because right now, it's a joke. It's not even drop coverage when Sissoko or Cooper comes and sets a screen on the perimeter. It's, we're going to keep our big men under the basket, no three-second violation in college. We're chilling right here because there is zero threat of an outside shot. Neither of those guys have even attempted a three from out there. Now, if you bring in Booker, he's at least a threat. I'm not asking him to be the nation's best player, the nation's best big man, to block three game, uh, have three blocks a game. But you have to think he would help out in some of these categories that Michigan State is struggling in. They're 12th in rebounding in the Big Ten. They're 8th in made threes. 11th in blocks. 10th in scoring. How are you going to go on a deep March Madness run when you haven't got Xavier Booker's feet wet yet? Tonight is the perfect night to do it against a terrible Penn State team. John, I think this guy needs to start if you're Tom Izzo because you can't keep saying in your post-game press conferences that we need to get Xavier Booker more minutes and then play him three minutes, one shift for an entire game. It just can't happen. And I'll throw the number out, 989-837-6125. Because I think it's, it, it truly is mind-boggling that you're not playing your five-star recruit. Why? Because you're stubborn. You're old school. You got to earn it. He's not fully developed. He's not fully developed. Guess what? He's going to go develop somewhere else if you don't start playing him. <laughs> well, you look at tonight as the opportunity to. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, Penn State's been up and down. They're the epitome of that in 500. They're a team that has beaten Wisconsin, and I know that doesn't mean much uh, as it did maybe a week or two ago, but this is a team with some Big Ten wins. Michigan State's only favored by three tonight on the road, and I get it. It's on the road, Big Ten game in the thick of things in mid-February here, but yeah, I I would say that's the biggest Achilles heel with this team because you look just from last year and, of course, this season, you're going to have a guard that keeps you in the game with Tyson Walker, right? And especially in March, you're going to need that three-point shooting, but to your point, Ben, they're going to go up against teams that have bigs that can shoot. Mm-hmm. And not even maybe efficient shooters, you know, up and down the line, but at least, like you're trying to say, the threat. There's no threat that the four and five on the Spartans are going to take a shot. And you know who's, I'll be honest. You know like, whose life that probably paint. makes the worst is Tyson Walker. Yeah, of course Because he does. can't come off a screen. And then he can get it can be the best screen in the world. He can't get to the rim. No. Because the other five is just camped out under the basket because they don't have to step out to guard Cooper or Sissoko. If you have Booker there, at least you have to somewhat play defense out on the perimeter. And it's also mind blowing that they even give screens on the three point line. I mean, there's twenty feet between the defender and Sissoko or Cooper, whoever's playing the five at the time. And you just don't play Booker. It's mind-blowing. It really is. And tonight's an opportunity to play. I know you said Penn State's been up and down, but they're 90th in Ken Palm. No, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying I don't know if it's 
it's an opportunity to win. There's an expectation to win. I don't know if there's an expectation to give Booker more minutes, though. I don't know if this is a game he like earlier against Rutgers to. where, oh, you know, young Izzo's son's going to get minutes. Like, I don't think it's going to be a game like that by the stretch of the imagination. You know, it would be forgiven, too, if the rebound battle was won by your bigs because that's why they're in. Even in the game they just won against Illinois, out-rebounded. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's been a big problem as well f- for Michigan State. So because if you're you not can getting camp a guy out yeah, under the basket, if you're not winning the rebound battle, then then just different looks, and it opens up the offense because we're not saying even Booker is going to be a guy you lean on come March or or we'll even get to that point. Though it'd be nice to again see more minutes from him. You can't but, lean on him if he doesn't play in in no. February and January. <laughs> but you're going to lean on your guards, specifically uh, Walker and. To open this offense up a little more where it doesn't just feel like, oh, it's him or Atkins who has to go off, you pose a threat with all five guys or at least four or five guys from the outside. It's just not there right now. And 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 again, it's a weakness, but it's could be a little stronger because you have that on your bench. You have two at different guys think. who are just electric freshmen, or at least could be electric freshmen. You have Cohen Carr, mm-hmm. who's barely getting five minutes a game. Xavier Booker coming off the bench if he's lucky in some of these games. Those are guys that can give you sparks. And I'm not asking them to be the guys you lean on in March, but to have the option of Cohen Carr, who at times looks unguardable. My point is, it might already be too late. If you would have been playing these guys and developing them throughout the course of the season, well, then you've got a chance for them to shine in March. You still rely on your vets. You still rely on guys like Tyson Walker, your guards. They're more important than anything in March Madness in the last couple of seasons. But if they have some sort of experience going into March, you'd think that help. You really would. But here's the problem. They're not playing now. Well, now you just eliminated the even possibility of them contributing anything in March Madness. So what's the point of them being there if they're not going to play now? The future, baby. There isn't going to be a future for them (laughs) at Michigan State if you don't start playing them. And it might already be too late. Because if they're not playing now, they can't play in March. Tonight's a perfect... If I'm Tom Izzo, which I'm not, I'm not trying to sell myself as a smarter coach than Tom Izzo by any means... But I'm throwing, it's sink or swim time, Xavier Booker. You're starting tonight on the road oh against Penn State. You got to get this game, Ben. Sink or swim. It, well, if you lose to Penn State at all, you have bigger problems. Well, yeah, it's it's their weakest. I'm going to double check if it's quad two or quad three. I think it's quad two just because they're on the road. Well, they get to but, play Michigan on the road, which is an well, <laughs> automatic win these days. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in terms of, you know, you don't want to have any losses besides quad one at this point. In the season. 989-837-6125. Nine minutes till Michigan State tips off. The big question, is Booker going to see significant minutes tonight? Before Michigan State took on Minnesota, uh, the day before, Tom Izzo actually said, you know what, we need to get Booker going more. We need to get Cohen Carr going more. Booker went on to play three minutes the next game against Minnesota. And then he didn't play versus Illinois. It's old school. It's stubborn. It's you got to earn it mentality. That isn't how college basketball works anymore. Sorry. You don't have to like it. I know a lot of people don't. 
But it's just simply not how college basketball works these days. And I think the last five years for Michigan State represent that pretty well. 989-837-6125. You want to see Xavier Booker get big minutes tonight? Do you think Tom Izzo is somewhat holding this team back? John, I think one more thing I want to say before we get to break is if, if Xavier Booker plays tonight and is bad, well, that's fine. If he is playing the old, entire game and he's bad, so be it. You know. Right now, you don't even know. You don't know. You don't think he's a good enough coach to decipher this in practice? He was a five-star recruit. You have to get at that. least see what you have. Like, some, some guys aren't... Uh, some guys rise to the occasion in the games. Some guys aren't really... I, I'm not saying they don't want to practice, but, you know, the game gives them a little bit of adrenaline. They start to play a little bit more. You don't know what you have in Xavier Booker if you're not going to play him. And if he struggles in practice and you refuse to play him in games, well, that's going to sh- shatter his confidence. You got to at least... And, and what's even worse is that we're going to play you three minutes at the end of the half, give you a little shift. What does that <laughs> do term. for anybody? What does that do for Booker? What does that do for Michigan State? It gives him experience in a conference game. You got to give him more than three minutes to get some sort of experience to start learning and figuring things out in the middle of a game. Three minutes at the end of the half isn't going to do it. You have to start giving him 10, 15 minutes. Let him actually go on long stretches of playing and figure it out. Problem solve. It, it doesn't make sense why he's not playing. By no. the way, third week is the opponent of the seven remaining. Next four games are all quad two for Michigan State. Including Michigan. <laughs> Somehow. They're I, not guess, quad I three. guess those are also opportunities for Booker to play. Yeah, all four but quad the, two. Every time you wait a game to play them, it's another opportunity lost because if you just don't play them and you get to the Big Ten tournament, it's done. You can't that can't be your debut. Even Michigan, like I get it's a free win. It should be at least, but that's Let's hope. <laughs> it's probably a hostile crowd who he's getting it there. You may as well do it in Penn State. Uh I say start him tonight. Sink or swim, wow. figure it out. 989-837-6125. We'll get to the Frick Sports Bar text line next. Also got a little bit of breaking news on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Just a couple minutes left before Michigan State tips off in Happy Valley, taking on Penn State. Before we get to that on 100.9 The Mint, let's go to the Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. Our man, Jeremy from Beaverton, chiming in. Secret weapon? Booker? Yeah, Tom is just saving him. Get real. If it's him, he would be in if he was worthy of being in. Tom Izzo knows. So how do you recruit a five-star recruit that can't play in his first year? That's the problem. Maybe Tom Izzo doesn't know. know. He might know that Booker isn't ready, which is fine. How do you recruit him in this day and age? This isn't football. This is basketball. It it would be hilarious if Booker transferred and was just instantly good somewhere else. Like Michigan State fans would riot. And the Spartans have the caveat that a lot of really good teams across the country do not have, and that's the fact not a lot of transfers that they had to work in, and they're a pretty upperclassman-laden team. So you can get Booker minutes like we were alluding to. If he's not ready to go, then he shouldn't be on the roster. It's all fun and games till Carson Cooper's starting over him again next season. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got some breaking news in the NFL. 
revolving around the Detroit Lions. They- oh. There we go. Had to give it to you, you know. Thank you. Uh, the Eagles signed former third-round pick Julian Okwara. Uh, the Lions waived him late in the year. They tried to get him back on the practice. They did get him back on the practice squad. Um, but I mean, they didn't give him a futures contract. Twenty-six years old. One of the last guys left from the previous regime. Gone. Nine sacks in fifty-four games. It just didn't work out in Detroit. It was a flyer. Plus, you know, they replaced uh, they replaced him yesterday with Matthew Betts. You see that? Former Canadian Defensive Player of the Year in the CFL. Oh, John. yeah. You sold that really well yesterday, by the way. Thank you. Uh, all right. A former Player of the Year. That's, in Canada. that's what he is. In Canada. All right, John. Just uh, 15 seconds left. Do you have any uh, Valentine's plans tonight? Ah, uh, you know, nothing I'm going to get over the air, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I know you have multiple dates. Yeah, I'm actually going on a speed dating uh, thing after this. All right, there it is. Here's Michigan State.